Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Little Black Dress Pod. I'm your co-host, Ashley Hovez. And I'm Colin Alsamri. And we're here. We're here. We made it. I like you said another episode. I think this is like the fourth episode all year. <laughs> do we laugh or do we cry? Um, both. So um, we, I mean, we're, we were coming in hot. I literally pulled into the driveway and then the computer wasn't working. And now uh, our camera is out of focus. So hopefully you're not watching the YouTube version of this. And Colin was already at my house waiting. She came from the wholesome office. So, um, so how's it going? Like, where do you even start? I honestly, I, and oh, we're on a time constraint. I think we've got <laughs> 10 minutes, okay, maybe 15, 20. Um, so is this just like the table of contents and do <laughs> another episode? This is the clip notes. This is the clip notes version. This is the call notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like we just start off with being like, holy fuck. <laughs> the, the last 10 years. No, it feels like 10 years. The last, let's just say the last week and a half. Let's just start there because that's as far back as I can emotionally go right now, I think. And it's the, been the last week, the last week and a half. It's just been wild okay. in the office. Well. Did we even talk about the fact that we've opened a second office? <laughs> when was the last time we recorded? <laughs> this, is, this is really bad. But okay, so our office is open. Yay! Yay! It's so exciting. It's done. It's finally, it's finally done. done. It's finally done. And it's been... Smooth sailing. We've got all our ducks in a row. Everything's perfect. Everything is absolutely We're perfect. Perfect. Patients coming in, systems in place. I think we hit a mill our first week in production. Yeah, at least. And yeah. collections. Yeah. And I'm sleeping all the time. All the time. No stress. Yeah. Everyone's thriving. Um, that sums it up. Uh, no. So if, if you can't tell from our obvious sarcasm, <laughs> the pictures of social media, and obviously it's a beautiful office and it's mm-hmm. a great space. And, and we, we do have a lot of fun. And yeah, I mean, we, it's, it's been awesome, but it also, I mean, the stuff that you guys really want to hear is, is like the behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. And for as long as a, of a runway that we've had with the building of this new location, it certainly it still wasn't enough. Like just just like preparing for your your kid to be born, you think, oh, I got nine months. We're gonna read all of the books and and mm-hmm. become the best parents mm-hmm. ever. The kid gets here and like, holy shit, nothing is according to plan. So nothing is according to plan, and. I mean, this is your second baby. Yeah. And so um, it almost feels like, oh, like we could do this. We've got to figure it out. But it's such a different. I mean, I wasn't there with you for location number one, but man, there is there is a lot of stuff and you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And man, it <laughs> you don't know what you don't know and managing two offices is definitely 
harder than managing one. I feel like that's um, okay, Captain Obvious. But I really thought, okay, we are going to have Folsom set. Folsom has had six years already under Mm -hmm. its belt. We have a solid patient base. We have a solid team. Let's just um, keep that humming along and let's pour into Roseville and um, and give Roseville all the attention it needs because, I mean, right now it it's our newborn and I never wanted it to feel like Folsom was going to get the, the short end of the short stick. Mm-hmm. The short stick? The short end of the stick, short yeah. Short end of the stick. The short straw? The short, yeah. I don't know. Um, I really didn't think that's what was going to happen. Yeah. I really didn't. Um, it's not like we put the new team members there. Um, I mean, we prepared for what I thought it felt like months as far as getting systems in place. But there's a lot of the systems again, that you just don't know what you don't know. Um, it was hard, I think, because you, myself and Judy were all in the new location. Right. And we're kind of the ones that direct everyone. I don't know. Um, I don't want to say like make all the decisions because we try to empower the girls to make decisions. But at the end of the day, I think that is what it comes down to. And so I think it was hard for them. I don't know. But it definitely wasn't on purpose. Definitely not on purpose. If anything, I thought I was the empowering boss that didn't micromanage. And I let them have autonomy over Folsom and exert their independence now that Roseville was was up and running. But it seemed that um, my absence, especially in that office, mm-hmm. made it seem like I was neglecting that office and the team and the patients. And, and that was certainly not my intention. So we've had, um, we've had significant changes in the past few weeks. We've had turnover. Mm-hmm. We've had um, a real um, need to have heart to hearts with all of the leadership team, um, all the team members individually, not just a, like, how's the business doing? What what does production look like? Figuring out the KPIs, but just, hey, like, mental health check-in. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? And it seems that everyone is just overwhelmed. And so, yeah, it's, I mean, growth is, is hard. Change is hard. I took a very united, amazing team, a big family. Yeah. And I divorced them. We became like a product of a divorced household. Yes. It it sounds dramatic, but that's really what it was. That's how it felt for sure. Um, Trying to communicate through one person who's maybe going back and forth. I'm there sometimes. I'm... Wholesome, Roseville, Judy's trying to help out as much. You're trying to see patients in Roseville to fill that schedule. Um, but you mentioned like the KPIs and the numbers and things too. And those are all things that we're trying to work out 
with two locations. Right. And um, there's, there's so many things like separating payroll, just like oh random, God, separating that, payroll. you know, like with two different locations and how that works out and um, where the umbrella company is. There was just a lot to really figure out in those weeks. We were still trying to get furniture in there, like right just every little detail and we really thought Folsom was okay yeah yeah but then like you said I mean it's not just numbers and all the logistics of things you're dealing with people too right which is hard you're very much an empath I'm and I'm very much not (laughs) <laughs> that, which is why we are, we are no it's I mean I think this is why we complement each other very well because as I keep um realizing over and over again you cannot run a business on feelings like and it yeah it's there's a lot of growth and a lot of changes like I said that are taking place as we speak and and I definitely don't want to dive too deep into details because no. I want to be respectful of, right. of everybody on the team. But yeah, it's, it's a lot guys. And um, I mean, kudos to the people who are running multiple locations and never had a hiccup. Like, can you reach out to me? Like, I, I <laughs> tell wanna, me your ways, tell me your ways, just teach me. Um, I'm, I mean, just now having loans for two locations, at the same time as seeing an emptier schedule because of the Delta change and how to um, look at the profitability for, for Folsom and now our new startup in Roseville. I think this is actually going to be on the making of podcast, it seems like. We're talking a lot of dental. We're talking a lot of dental speak. Yeah. So, so this will be okay, the Okay, well, of. if you're going to do that, um, I did listen to the Kira Oh, um, Dental A-Team podcast that you did with her. You sent me that this morning and I listened to it. And I mean, I think she hit the nail on the head, the head on the nail. What is that one? Yeah, you're captaining. <laughs> I always get that one mixed up. Um, just as far as I really liked what she said about being the CEO of one business um, or like, you know, yesterday's business might be different than being the CEO of today's. today's. Yeah. Practice or business. Yeah. Um, and so trying to make those changes and. You are very good at just looking at it from a pure, like this is black and white, like you're making it so gray. And that's, I mean, I live in the gray. I live yeah. in, in, but what about this? Mm-hmm. And um, we've had multiple conversations, me, you and Jude's. Judy, aka Judy, famous Judy. <laughs> famous Judy. Famous I mean, you guys, um, you've you've brought it to my attention multiple times where you want to make a decision and you do make a decision. And because I am an empath, I think certain team members will come to me after they hear from you guys. <laughs> and I will say, Oh yeah, totally fine. Yeah. It's, it's almost like the, the parents, like you, that's how you play your parents, right? Uh, yeah. 
And when you have divorced parents, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I am, I told Colin, like, we just went to break away this past weekend. And that was so so much fun. So much fun. It's so nice to just, like, get out of your current environment, get Mm -hmm. into a community that really understands what you're going through and, like, just talk. Yeah. Talk about the businesses. And... I mean, just listening to Scott Luna, he's always a wealth of knowledge. I mean, he sees it as a CEO. Yeah. He sees it as this is what you need to do to protect the business. Your goal always, your Mm -hmm. priority number one is always to protect the profitability of the practice. Right. And what was that opening line that he said? Like, um, do the right thing always. Mm -hmm. Do what's best for the patients. Do what's best for the business. For the business. Yeah. And I not do what's best for Mary. Every team member with everyone's different situations. Yeah. You can't. You'll never make ev- everyone happy. Right. You won't. No. And um so so that's why um I told Colin after like I mean just that whole weekend I told her I was like, you know, I honestly, I don't even want to think anymore. Like, I just want somebody to come in and do this for me. Like, just make the decisions. Like, and I will be good with it because I just go back and forth about, but what about this? And I want to be cognizant of this, like hours and Mm -hmm. days. Mm -hmm. Trying to make everyone happy. But you can't make everyone happy and the business happy and successful like at some point that's just not going to be the case right yeah um and so it's hard but at the end of the day I mean like Luna says the business the patients and the business come first otherwise there won't be a business (laughs) there's no business no patients yeah um so I think we're making those steps now though yeah we're, I mean, we have to. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what it is. Um, so we've, we've had turnover mm-hmm. and we're getting some new people in. Yep. Uh, I think it'll be really good to get people in with a, like just a blank slate. Yeah. Like someone who hasn't romanticized what the culture used to be like right. with one big team. I um, think that's something. Um, I mean, because I've had, I've talked to people and I mean, culture has always, I think, been your basis at Smile and Co. Um, and I talk to people and they're like, oh my gosh, like I want to work there. I mean, this is like docs and stuff that say that too, right? Um, and I don't think you have to lose all of that culture, but at the same time, it can't be everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Yes. How do you balance that? How do you balance that? I don't think you can completely. Uh, So here we are. I mean, it's still, it's, it's still something that I don't regret doing. No. Wait, what's the something? I mean, opening another location. Right. No. Um, What, what knowing then what we know now what 
could we have changed about the transition? Um, communication, I think, would be the biggest one for me as far as between the two offices. Maybe having someone, me or Jude's, in both locations. I mean, even if it was like, you know, her two days there, two days there, something like that, because her and I honestly talk to you the most. Right. So it's easiest if the team members don't have access to you to talk to you. It's easiest, I think, for them to come to us. Right. And we can talk to you about things. Um, so I think maybe that would have been one of the things. I mean, we don't really even have like a system as far as communicating between the two locations. We were using two different PMS systems, um, you know, just it's, there was a lot of change. So somehow communicating and maybe keeping a presence in the first location as much or as little as you could. There were a few times I think you were, you were, because now you're doing a couple days in um, Folsom, the first Mm -hmm. location. And there were a few weeks where the Monday fell on a holiday or something came up and you weren't able to be there. So there was actually a month or two. Was it? I don't remember. I was I was out of the office practically all of August. Yeah. And then even July a little bit, really, we were trying to get Roseville up and running up and running and going. So you and I were running a lot of errands, doing things like that. Um, Like, I don't think I prepped any cases in June at all. June too? Was I there in June? I think you may have been there in June, but July and August, I don't, I don't think so. Not in Folsom at least. Um, so I think that probably just being a little more cognizant of where some of that leadership yeah. team was. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think as much as I like to delegate and give autonomy to everybody, it, I think it's, it was very necessary for me to have a much more intimate um, connection, not, not connection. Um, I, I'm trying to say, like, I don't think the team knew that they had access to me if I wasn't in the office. And, and it was my fault for never telling them like, Hey, if you guys have a question, a concern, an issue, a problem, even if I'm not here, even if it is a text or a call at night or on the weekends, I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I think that, Mm -hmm. but what I've learned over the years is to be clear is to be kind. And even though I think that that is the type of person that I am, the type of leadership that I've I've had I I know I would I mean someone told me recently that I'm intimidating which I thought was very surprising to Mm -hmm. be told that yeah um because I always thought that the way that I come across with like being more goofy in the office and being more um I don't want to say inappropriate but (laughs) I don't know what I mean like it's I've laid back, laid back. Okay. Laid back. You're laid back, laid back, hands off. Mm -hmm. I always thought Mm -hmm. if I can be who I am with 
you guys and with the patients and like however I am with my friends. Yeah. How could you not come to me if there was an issue? Yeah. I think as we have grown too, and I mean, looking forward to change things, having kind of that chain of command and like specific duties for who, who people can go to for certain questions as well, um, will help. Yes. So we've tried to implement traction in our office for a few years. Like since I started, I think. So like four Four and a half years ago. ago. So four and a half years ago. And what is that called? An organization? An organizational chart. chart. Yeah. So after going to Business Masters with Scott over the weekend, I mean, this is my third time attending the course. It's so good. It's so good. But having those printed checklists of every role in the office so that everybody knows what they are expected to do mm-hmm. on a daily, weekly, monthly, um, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It feels micromanaging, I think, to do some of those things. But just like kids, I'm not calling them kids, but just like your kids want to know the boundaries and the expectations, I think it's helpful for them to yeah. have those because then they know exactly what's expected. And if they don't do something, yeah, then they, they know why yeah. something happened. Um, so I think that that will be good to implement. Yes. So our first, our first thing that we want to be implementing is um, what one, a true leadership meeting that, that meets every week. Yeah. Um, and that, that leadership team consists of myself, Colin, Judy, and Julie, who um, we just promoted as our Folsom office manager. Mm-hmm. So that'll be really good to just be able to talk about things on a weekly basis. And Colin is now in the Folsom location two days a week. She's yep. there on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And we are also looking at hiring a front office admin to help just take on take on duties that Julie and Judy don't necessarily have to be doing yeah. all the time because that really takes away from their ability to look at numbers and, um, you know, check in with team members, like the, the true managerial duties. So can I also on. throw in um, that it's not just two dental offices that are trying to happen right now oh it's like you're doing other things too there's just so much (laughs) can someone tell us how to implement everything like how do people do it I think they hire lots of um personal assistants I think they use outsourcing yeah there's a lot of companies that are outsourcing so many things and I was actually looking into that as well but at the same time you don't want to like skyrocket your overhead yeah I don't know how you do it all we just need better systems what's that hand flashing on the oh so uh we're recording on zoom and oh. it will are we raising our hand it it will recognize your hand gesture oh that's weird yeah sorry scroll moment <laughs> um yeah 
There's just so many things happening all at once. I don't know about you, but like sometimes during the day, well, I'm not so much clinical anymore. Uh, (laughs) Like today I'm not, but maybe tomorrow I will see. There's just so many things happening for the making of for Smile & Co. Location 1, Smile & Co. Location 2, and the retreat and trying to get everything going. And it's all happening all at once. Um, That I have like a to-do list totally laid out for like each business location, whatever it is. And I try to like be super organized. But so many little things happen during the day too. Mm -hmm. That do you ever just feel... This is me today, at least. You ever feel like um, at the end of the day, you look at your to-do list and you're like, I checked off three things. Yeah. Yeah, I was busy all day. Yeah. But then you sit down to do something else. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what am I doing? Where do I start? A hundred percent. Like it is, I mean, there are books and podcasts like that talk about this all the time, how that we are... The, the idea of multitasking is a fallacy. I like, can't do it. You cannot do it. So you're supposed to be time blocking. Mm-hmm. So for the first two hours of every day, mm-hmm. you're doing your most intense, intensive work. Yeah. You're doing your writing, you're doing your content creation or whatever it is that you need to do to push the needle forward. So that actually, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because when we actually sit down and like, because we do have a lot of different things on the menu, right, of, of our to-dos. Like having a dedicated Monday is Little Black Dress Day for the yeah. first hour and a half. Let's, let's block out the social media strategy. Let's, um, let's secure future guests. Mm-hmm. Let's do reels. Or like the first two hours of mm-hmm. every day be devoted to whatever that company is. And, and they have to be protected blocks, meaning, okay, I promise Colin that from eight to 10, nobody is going to talk to you. Like, I'm not going to ask you anything about Smiling Co. You're just going to be able to do all the things, answer all the emails, do the things that you need to do for that particular day in that time block. And then after 10 o'clock, now it's like, okay, you're, you're able to get up and and now we can have a discussion about mm-hmm. a patient. And, and it's the same thing. Like I will, I'll sit down at my desk first thing and I'm ready to pay a bill. Yeah. And then you'll come to me with a retreat question yeah, or like a censored question. Yeah. And I'm like, I literally told Colin, I'm like, Colin, I can't even think about right. that right now. Like, can you just figure that out? Like I, you do all the, the managerial stuff that you need to. And I'm, I'm going to offload that off my plate. Cause I honestly, I don't know anything about sensors. I don't know anything about what they were telling me about templates and all of that. So yeah. So giving you guys more autonomy. And I told Colin too, like, cause she is, she's very high C and she told me, she said, everybody just wants to make mm-hmm. you happy. Yeah. And, and I know that I, want everything to be perfect all the time and it makes it it makes me be the bottleneck and I told her that you know honestly at this point done is better than perfect yeah well and I think um you have a lot of 
that high C personality in your office, which balances you out, but you're also the visionary. So sometimes like the way I would do things, which is more black and white, Mm -hmm. um, is not how you would do things. So I think that's where we all just want to make you happy because we're like, this is what I would do, but how do you want it done? And we just want to make sure. But I mean, if you're good with just letting us do things sometimes. Yeah, no, even if it's not, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we have like the business best interest at heart. Right. But I mean, time blocking sounds amazing. Um, But it's hard (laughs) when you have all these different things going on. I know, even for how we were setting up the Roseville location, how we said, okay, from eight to nine, I'm not going to have a patient there. Yeah. Like I'm going to be doing my CEO duties. Mm -hmm. And then quickly, eight o'clock appointments started to creep in. Mm -hmm. Or I I said, I want to be done with clinical at three. Yeah. And then that doesn't happen. No. I'm leaving the office at five. Mm Mm-hmm. And all of the things that you have set up for me, podcast recordings, like this one was supposed to be another podcast yeah. and that fell off. And, and then we're like, no, we have to record, even yeah. if it's for 15 minutes, which. Yeah, we're doing good, actually. I think we have 30, 30 minutes. Yeah. Especially because we didn't even know what we were going to talk about. Yeah. I mean, with us, there's always something to talk about. That could go many directions. It, yeah. Um, I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired. I'm just so tired. <laughs> I mean, I know physically, mentally, emotionally, I'm just exhausted. Yeah. And I, you never sleep. I, I always sleep. That's like my escape. But for the past week, I haven't slept. Yeah. Like I can't sleep right now. We were in San Antonio. That was, I mean, it was great. It was so fun, but it's, it's tiring too. And to jump right back into things and your mind is like constantly racing, trying to figure it all out. Yeah. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And on, on Sunday, I spent all day doing that thing. Yeah. Doing just more work stuff. More work stuff. While looking at the numbers. Those are so fun. Yeah. Um, it's going to be good. That's what I always tell you. Yeah. I always, I always tell you it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. Um, there's just hard decisions that have to be made. Yeah. And everyone has to be okay with that. And if they're not okay with that, then this, so I have to be okay with turnover. Mm-hmm. I have to be okay that like, you know, it's not personal. Right. It's, it's it can't be personal. and. I always take it personal. Like yeah. this is this is my baby. Right. And all the people in it are have become like family. And I was listening to actually Amy Porterfield mm-hmm. and she said that there's actually a study that talks about how in business you should never refer to employees or teams as your work family mm-hmm. because it creates um a lack of boundaries yeah. because at the end of the day, these are people who you may outgrow, mm-hmm. who may outgrow you mm-hmm. and you may need to part ways. Yeah. And that is not family. Well, and I kind of always think of it and I feel like 
I'm kind of mean sometimes when I say these things. Um, but I know because I've heard so many dental business owners say things like this. Um, you have this, these two offices and what you would have to go through mm-hmm. um, if something didn't work out is a lot harder than someone else needing to go find a different job because their hours have changed um, mm-hmm. in their personal life and they can't do a nine to five anymore these days or they need different days or they're going to school or whatever. Um, there's like 500 different dental offices like in our area Maybe. where they'll find a job yeah. and that might fit them better. Um, whereas you don't have that luxury. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you have to protect what you have to protect. And everyone will figure out their own life. Yeah. You can't please everyone. No. I know you want to, but you can. And I love, I love that reminder. And I love like listening to Cure Dent Mm -hmm. and and Katie Toe. And Mm -hmm. like, there's always a place for someone. Yeah. Where they are going to thrive. And if it's not in your business, then it's somewhere else. And you need to be okay with that. Yeah, because they're going to be okay with it. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah, and I won't go down that rabbit hole. No, you don't need to. But (laughs) I mean, at the end of the day, like, that's what it is. All right. So this is I think I heard your family. (laughs) This is uplifting. Is this going to go into our course of... What not to do. What not to do. Yeah. I keep selling Dr. Ashley. I'm like, we could teach our own course and it would just be what not to do. What not to do. No. It's, we don't have the answers for you, but we know what you shouldn't do. Yeah. And if you want to know specific, then you have to be at this year's retreat. Hopefully we're going um, to spill all the tea this November 14th to 17th in wine country in the fall, which is the best time of year. It's going to be in Sonoma. It's going to be amazing. We have, I mean, the best this, people. This freaking lineup of speakers is unreal. World class, <laughs> literally, like international speaker. <laughs> oh my God. It's, Why? Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And like in an intimate setting. And, um, you'll be able to talk about all these things because I know without a doubt, you're not the only one going through this stuff. You're just one of the few that will talk about it. Yeah. So come see all your friends who are, you can learn what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong and no drink wine and party. And there's a DJ. And there's a bar (laughs) a mile away that's open till 2 a.m. For all you late night partiers, yes, that want a real bar and not just a white bar. Pauline, yeah, Andy, Andy. Oh, oh, it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so fun. All right, guys, thanks for listening to um, the making of the making of. (laughs) We entered it, little black dress. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to them all. All right, guys, uh, we'll see you in Sonoma. And uh, yeah, we're going to catch you next week because there's more shit that's going to happen in seven days. Don't say that. I can't. My heart can't handle it. Oh, we need a reality TV show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, take care. Bye. Bye.